I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm so um, hot. You keep making me blush. It's just like... <laughs> I had to turn my fan on. I've got the fucking hangover sweats. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. In this week's episode, we are going to be looking at The Secret 2, staying productive in lockdown, which I found pretty tricky. So I don't know about you, but some days I am super motivated, super productive. I want to reorganise something. I want to build something. I... I want to bake something. I don't know. I just feel like I've got all of this untapped energy and I want to use it all at once. But then other days, I have zero motivation to do absolutely anything. And even things I know I should be doing, I just can't seem to get up off the sofa and do them. So I'm going to be welcoming the lovely Olivia Bowen. I think she's Olivia Bowen now. She used to be Olivia Buckland. Olivia, for those of you who have been living under a rock, is probably one of the most successful people ever to come out of Love Island. She is a super great influencer. She's married, of course, to... Alex Bowen, who she met on Love Island, which I don't know if that does make them the most successful couple to come out of there, but they're definitely up there anyway. Um, She is an ambassador for all sorts of amazing brands. She's a TV presenter. She's just an all-round really great egg. So uh, yeah, let's let's get her on. It's time to welcome the wonderful Olivia Bowen. Hello and welcome, Olivia, to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. Thank you for coming on. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, when you text me to ask, I was like, ah! I got really excited. I felt really special. But oh, I'm VIP. <laughs> Honestly, like, it was just a total no-brainer. You're so lovely. You're so chatty. You're one of my favourite women in the industry. Oh, Vic, don't get me crying <laughs> live on air. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Just... No, straight back at you. Thank you very much. Well, um, before we go any further, I think it's mm. only fair that I congratulate you on your new show. Oh, thank you so much. I can't believe I could finally say. Honestly, I've been hiding <laughs> it for about a year. And obviously, Second Chance Dresses was two years ago now. So right. I was waiting and waiting. Like, we've got to announce it. People think I've flushed. 
people think I've not got a second series. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was just so buzzing. And the fact it's in New York is yeah, crazy. So thank so you. For everyone who everyone who might not have caught series one, tell her a little bit about second chance dresses. So second chance dresses is basically um all about finding your perfect wedding dress. Um, but as the name kind of indicates, it's for second hand dresses. Mm-hmm. Um so obviously wedding dresses are so mega expensive. Um and sometimes um you want a designer that you can't afford necessarily firsthand yeah um, so yeah it's just all about finding the perfect dress but for a much better price we have like three brides um three we have like one bride three sellers um mm-hmm. and yeah they just try and get a bargain for their perfect <sighs> dress it's just such a lovely sweet fun program um oh. and I'm so excited that we've now got a boutique in New York and we're going to be dealing with U.S. <laughs> brides expat British brides so yeah it's pretty crazy it's such a lovely concept though like I just think weddings like people finding their happily ever after all that sort of stuff is super feel good but with the ad this like added extra factor is just lush yeah do you know what it's so nice because I think people are always you always worry about finding your wedding dress because it's that yeah. big thing even when I was trying mm. to find mine I was like oh my god everyone's gonna judge my dress like that's like one of the main things so to be part of someone's journey on finding their perfect wedding dress and oh my god some of the stories we had last time like heart-wrenching like just awful and some were really awkward where like they'd broken up with their husband now they got to get the dress sold or they never got married so there's sometimes like dodgy stories behind them um and I don't know if you sort of believe in like fate and things like that but so I, I thought some of the dresses had omens because if, if they never got married, I was like, if you try that dress on and then you like it, what if it's an omen? It's a bad omen. And then that put people off. So yeah, I'm like making them feel worse. <laughs> oh, bless you. I mean, I do think, I do think you're the perfect host for this show. Your oh. wedding a couple of years ago, mate, was nothing short of unbelievable. How much fun, honestly. Like, it seems so weird that I was married it was nearly two years ago now. But it Do was you feel amazing. old enough to be married, Liv? No, no. <laughs> Not, I don't think Alex is old enough to be married because he acts like a... You know him. He acts like a full-on child and he won't mind me saying. Even yesterday we was arguing about him gaming so much. I was like, you're on it for four hours a day. You're a kid. Like. But no, it is, it is weird. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, do you feel too young to be married? But then what is the right age to do anything? Do you know what I mean? Nah, like Exactly. In in the sense that I'm married and yeah, I could be too young, then I don't want people to think, oh, I'm too old to be married. Like, I don't want yeah. that. No, I know. I think like, and I'm a proper firm believer, like I'm a big advocate for this and I say it all the time. Like you've mm-hmm. just got to trust in your own journey and have like yeah. some, some faith. Um, and I don't think there is a right time or a wrong time to do anything anymore. Um, and I do get that the societal pressure and everything. But as long as you're staying true to yourself and doing what feels right for you, then honestly, I just feel like fuck everything else. Well, exactly. <laughs> because I feel I 100% agree with you, especially like well, we're very much on Instagram all the time. And you see people doing certain things at certain ages. And I think yeah. that's where the pressure comes from. But mm. I, I never had the pressure to get married. I was the opposite. I didn't want yeah. to. I didn't want to get married at all. Really? Was <laughs> yeah, he the one putting the pressure on? Well, it wasn't necessarily that. It was just when I was in Love Island, I remember there was a clip and I was like, I just don't want to get married. It's just not something. I don't know whether that was because like my parents didn't like their marriage didn't work out. So maybe yeah. you sort of stem from that. But I just was never bothered. I was never one of them girls 
that dreamt about their dream venue or their dream wedding dress I just didn't want it but when obviously I think until you find the right person then you start to feel that way so I think he was the reason yeah yeah but then it makes sense like I think you can you completely um you emulate the love you've you've seen at home and if that didn't work out for your mum and dad you're understandably going to be hesitant but Alex just was the one for you and everything fell into place I think it's so true like you just kind of you have to like write your own story don't you and I so love that we're we're able to do that and show that on Instagram as well because like I said so much pressure to get a house or the right job and like I have friends that aren't married I have friends that don't have babies and I think it's so nice to have them people around you to ground you oh yeah we will get we will talk about babies in the future because I feel like this is something you're going to have a lot to say on (laughs) I just widened my eyes no one can see that my eyes just (laughs) yeah no we definitely need to touch on that (laughs) <laughs> but I just want to like it doesn't feel as though you and Alex had the smoothest ride like obviously now your couple goals you're two of my like you're one of my favorite couples you're arguably the most successful couple to come out of Love Island both professionally and in a personal sense but it wasn't always plain sailing was it it wasn't I don't think <laughs> any relationship starts like do you no. know what it is funny like when you say that because obviously Love Island we had a bit of a bumpy ride to say the least (laughs) no innuendos meant by that either (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I suppose I I just don't think any relationship starts like a fairy tale I don't know whether that's just me in my life nah I agree mate and I I don't think any relationship is completely plain sailing either um and Mm. I'm like I mean I've had my fair share of fucking uh, <laughs> unsuccessful relationships. <laughs> we shall not name them. <laughs> Let's just put it like that way. But like, understandably, when I met Erkan, I was just super hesitant, um, and it wasn't the most. It wasn't the most. Um, I-, I think romantic of starts mine and Erkan's. But if we look where we are now, like I really don't think it matters. It's obviously. Mm. I just think every relationship's different, and it doesn't have to be smooth sailing and romance from the very start and rose petals everywhere yeah. for it to be a really healthy, successful relationship. Um, exactly. And- I just I love the fact that you and Erkan together. You two are so cute. I can't. <laughs> he's so nice I just had to jump off but before everyone before me and Olivia started this podcast they were getting all the technical sides sorted and I just had to run off because Erkan had no uh, no no towel in the bathroom so I've been running around, running around trying to find him a towel oh, he would have been the star of the show on our Zoom call if they had come out and found a towel just his little arse in the background of our Zoom so yeah please that could help them out there um yeah so go on when you you and Alex have been together for about is it three years now god is it more um four years now <gasps> congratulations oh, me hell I've I had literally had never I never thought that would happen to me I think the reason why our journey in Love Island was so bumpy at the start you know a lot of people remind me of that oh. um, on a daily basis um but no <laughs> do you know what like I think a lot of people are confused because obviously it's a reality show and you don't see everything. Um, So at the start, a lot of people don't realise me and Alex were trying to stay friends because we were very similar. We both went out a lot. Um, We both, you know, we weren't angels before we went into Love Island and we were both (laughs) like that. So it was kind of like trying to 
trying to understand that we actually really liked each other, but we didn't want anything to happen because we'd been so used to being in off the cuff relationships that weren't really relationships. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of why it started how it did in Love Island because yeah. neither of us wanted to commit. Um. We just mm. kind of wanted to be like, oh, it's friends with benefits. We're just, you know, chilling. It's just a reality show. Yeah. And more so every day, we started to scare ourselves because we realised how much <laughs> oh, we liked each other. Yeah. And then it, it hit me before it hit him um, yeah. that, yeah, I was like, I'm going to be in love with this guy. He's going to, yeah. Oh, God. Was, how scary was, was that realisation? Were you petrified oh. when you felt that? Honestly, I've got a dry mouth now. <laughs> I just think like I, I've been treated so crap in the past by um, an ex who was just an absolute arsehole, like <laughs> horrible, horrible person. Um, so trying to trust someone like after that. It's difficult, it's so right? It's yeah. so hard. You just yeah. constantly think the same thing's going to happen again. And for a while, I used to um, tarnish Alex with the same brush and think that yeah. he'd do the same thing to me, whereas he has not got that bone in his body. Nah. Um so yeah, it was a struggle at first, but then he, I think in Love Island, when there was a guy called Adam come in that asked to go on a date with me, and that's uh-huh. when he realised that he liked me because he got so jealous and fuming. Yes. And then from that point, we were like, okay, this is this is a bit more than friends with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're. Uh, I think because um, obviously I was. I was watching that series. Like, I think that was the series. Oh, so much, Liv. Like, that's, and I don't want to sound like a fangirl here, but there's literally no shame in my game. Yours was my favourite series. Like, obviously, Uh, Alex was in, Scotty was in. So I had like a couple of me pals went in. Like, yeah, and you were so relatable. You were such a girl's girl. I loved Malin as well. And there was just so much Mm. drama. Um, But yeah, like I could see you were fighting against it and you were trying to be too cool for school and just... (laughs) You could obviously say you'd been hurt before and you were just trying to keep them a little bit at arm's length, but you just... You almost could tell the moment everything changed and it was lovely to see. And I think out of anyone on that show, you two deserve this little happy ending you've got because it wasn't easy for you. Thank you, babe. Yeah, it wasn't. And you know what? It's not even just the relationship side of Love Island that was hard. It was like being in there as your sole person and having to just reconnect with actually who you were because you didn't have anything else you don't have your phone you don't have your family Mm. your friends you don't have anything to distract your attention from who you are as a person and how you connect and react to situations um before I went in I was so like I had no patience I could be quite nasty and I read a book I tell everyone I read a book um I have to find out the name of it um (laughs) and it just it's a chimp paradox paradox oh, it's called no. um Liz. oh my god what the hell for everyone who obviously is listening to this podcast and not privy to our zoom call um i'm showing Liv a copy of the book i'm reading it at the moment what that that is really really weird so freaky fierce oh Liv, god, that's really, i love things like that <laughs> yeah, oh my god you're gonna love that so much because okay. that is the book that changed my outlook and on how to deal with situations and how yeah. to control certain sides of my personality that weren't so favorable um Mm -hmm. and then it changed the way that I acted in Love Island and then look look what happened do you know what I mean yeah like the nation fell in love with you Liv 
no, I'll cringe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did though. You were super. You were cute as a bunny in a bow tie. <laughs> oh, stop it! Yeah, blushing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you deserve it, but I will stop. Uh, I will stop. I know it can be embarrassing. <laughs> um, I think. I think reality TV is a really hard medium. Unless you've been through it, it's it's dead hard to explain. Um, mm. It's. I, I, like for me, I had some of the best moments of my life have came from reality TV, things like the jungle, my experience with MasterChef. But then there's been some really low moments for me. Like I completely struggled with my journey on um, Geordie Shaw and um, it, it showed me some of the worst traits I had and um, allowed me to see myself, like to see some of the things I really didn't like about myself as well amplified. Uh, did you find that with Love Island? I don't know. It's a hard one. I, I watched, like you watched Love Island, I watched Geordie Shaw and it, mm. I remember like watching and, and can see, I could see, I think I've always been like an empathetic person. I could see how you were and I could yeah. see how different you are now. And it's, it's actually so nice. I know it's hard to have that like past behind you, but it's so nice to see how you've grown as a person. Yeah. And I think that's what we have to remember for each other that we are we're meant to grow, we're meant to change and we we were all, you know, 20 once, we were all 18 once. We all had moments that we're not particularly proud of. I think Yeah. with Love Island I, I, I'm kind of proud of the person that I was. There's some things that maybe I wouldn't do now that I'm 26. <laughs> More the physical <laughs> side of things. Oh, um, we've all been there, Liv. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, do you know what? I'm the kind of person that um, doesn't really regret much just because I believe in the butterfly effect 100%. Um, that's how I live my life, like in line yeah. with the butterfly effect. I just feel like if I had done anything different, if I had said anything different, although it, it may not be right at the time... Now. Yeah, yeah. It, it got me where I am. Um, so I, I can't regret anything I did, but I'm not the 21-year-old anymore. I'm the 26 and 27-year-old that's been through more. And Was that how old you were in Love Island, Liv? Were you 21? Yeah, 21 no. or 22. Yeah, it was a baby. <laughs> that's so, so weird. Same age as me when I was in Geordie Shaw. Oh, really? See, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. And that's what reality TV is about that and it's grasping and it's escapism and it's about how you are at that age and I'm probably not as interesting now at 27 as I was at 21 in a different way like I'm now into sofas and kitchen tiles (laughs) so am Um, I I'm absolutely obsessed with with house porn that oh is my god, your flat is so beautiful as well. The apartment that you're in now. Oh my god. Thanks, Liv. I'm gonna talk to you all about your house as well because you're doing <laughs> such a lovely job on that. But yeah, I think um I think that's the thing with reality TV and it, it sort of catches you and for most people mm. at that age where you are sort of a little bit wild and mm. you are finding yourself and you are doing that like self-exploration. So you probably wouldn't do the things that you do when you're 26 or when you're 30 or whatever. And I think the people who put in reality TV shows know that as well. Yeah, and it is interesting. It's fun to watch. I still watch Love Island. I love it. I adore it. And I, like I said, I watched Geordie Shaw. I was a sucker for all programs like that. And it is, it's fun to watch. But I think, I think it's hard for the person when they get older and see themselves act like that. Most people delete their pictures after a night out. We can't necessarily <laughs> like, go and erase what happened. <laughs> I, know. I know what you mean. I think everyone always goes to me, bit like whenever I do a live, there's always someone who goes, why don't you go back on Geordie Shaw? We miss you. And I think, because I'm Aww. fucking 32, hun. <laughs> 
I'm 32. I had a drink on Friday night, right? It's what, Tuesday now? I still feel like a bag of shit. Still, still just want to eat everything. Oh, it's age live. Whitley, get I can't. Do you know what? I was like, when I was like 22, I was like, that's never going to be me. Like, I'm never going to be one of those people that has hangovers. And now I'm looking back at her like, what a twat. What a twat. <laughs> yeah, I've shown you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, honestly, I, I don't I don't think I, I think I've probably thought exactly the same thing. It's just that real kind of like ignorant confidence you have as like an early mm. like someone in the early 20s. But yeah, I've became I'm absolutely the person that I promised myself I would never be like mm. I get excited when I get to open a new sponge like you know a scourer <laughs> like honestly i get my jollies when you know your scourer's getting low and you're like fuck it i'm doing it i'm having a new one i'm gonna open it and you get it out and it's just so clean and spongy and oh yeah that's you know that's how i get my kids i feel that i feel that in my soul <laughs> yes <laughs> we are so not cool anymore no i'm not cool Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And as well, I'm one of those people who's like, when you have people around and they're sitting on me sofa, I'm just looking at them like, oh, please don't spill anything. Like, I'm just staring at them with their corks, like, really? Would you not rather be more comfortable with a lemonade? <laughs> it's so saw that person. How you point. I love it. I love it's it, snuck up on I with. think it's so nice. I just, like, I used to look at my mum and be like, I don't, am I going to be like that? I can't believe it because I'm at 18 sitting here, like... And then you look at your mum and you're like, I'm turning into her. Like, I'm my 110%. Oh, 110%. Do you ever catch yourself it's saying cute. something and you think, that's me, mum? My mum, yeah, whenever she gets pissed. Yeah, and people tell you that. They're like, yeah. oh, mum, you, you look like your mum. You sound like your mum. <laughs> <laughs> whenever my mum has a drink live, right? And we, my sister, I used to take the mic out of her for years because of this. But she'd just go, no matter what you said, she'd go, eee, I know scary that was that was what you'd say that was the answer everything yeah that was the thing and I caught myself saying it on Friday night and honestly my face just fell I was like I am my fucking mother that is so cute though I love that I think it's it's such a nice little um little thing for your mum to see as well like yeah that's my daughter I quite like getting older. Have you, do you feel better now you're older? I do. So there, for me, it's it's been bittersweet. Um, mm. I think a couple of years ago when I was getting older and actually I was like 31, 
so one I think once I think 30 is fine um because yeah. it's exciting and it's a big number and you have a big birthday and all the rest of it um but turning 31 I was in like not in the place where I thought I was going to be live of course I was single I'd had like loads of prof- like personal upheaval and I just I was a bit scared I, I didn't yeah. think I was sort of in the phase in my life that I felt I should be, um, yeah. but now coming up to thirty-three, and I've got a lovely boyfriend, a lovely house, I like me job, I've got great family and friends. Now I feel like I'm slightly, I'm slightly better about about getting older, yeah. and I don't think it's so much an age thing. I think it's where you're at. I think that's what affects you more. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It links back to what we said about like being a certain age when you do certain things yeah and even even for you who like the amount you accomplished before you're 30 is absolutely insane and you're still sitting there like I wasn't at a point that I wanted to be and it's the size the society pressures that you get the marriage the kids all of that jazz that you felt you didn't have at that point but you didn't need to feel that but I completely get why you, why you do, but it's so nice, like I said, now to see you at 30. Are you 32? 33? 32, but I'm thinking I'm going to stay 32 this year because I just don't, yeah, I feel I like agree. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not accepting this as a proper year. <laughs> no way am I going to be 33. So I think I'm just going to be 32 like again. We've missed out. We've missed yeah. out the whole, whole year. It doesn't count. Stay 32. I agree. That's it. I'll let, I'll let you have it. Thanks, Liv. <laughs> Um, so talking about society pressures, I was going to wait till I brought this up, but I did see your last your last series on TLC, which I loved, by the way. Um, and I think you brought up a lot of stuff that a lot of women your age, my age, will be feeling. Um, and it was sort of like the pressure to have kids, right? Mm. So you are being t- married Alex for two years. He's yeah. a proper healthy, proper happy relationship. Honestly, guys, if you see them in real life, like obviously we can tell a little bit from Instagram, right? But I have never seen two people so in love, <laughs> so in tune with each other and just so fucking right for each other. So you are pretty sickly. Um, and everyone would, <laughs> everyone would just assume kids were on the cards, but you're not ready, are you, mate? Mm. Do you know what? It's been like a long process for me because, again, I wasn't the marriage kids kind of person. So I could, and I think it was because of my treacherous relationship I had before that I was just, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't want kids. I couldn't see it happening. I didn't believe that I should. Um, And then when I met Alex, it still didn't change, and he really wanted a kid. So. I think that sort of pushed me away a little bit as well. Um, I'm the kind of person that when someone tells me to do something, I like to do the opposite. <laughs> so <laughs> so the more people, yeah, the more the more people were like, "Oh, when are you going to have a kid?" The more I wanted to go against it because I felt mm-hmm. like I was being pressurized from of course from every angle. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really know why. I it's just not something that felt. Um, a necessity to me at that point in my life like again I was 23 like as I had come out of Love Island and me and Alex got engaged so I was very young when people started suggesting to have kids and like I just feel like it's not a necessity for women anymore to get married and have kids like we're not just baby makers we have careers breeders we want to (laughs) do yeah do you know what I mean we're not we're not just there for that and I do think as the world changed and as religion hasn't become so prominent, I think that whole situation is changing. And 
I think I was very for that. But having said that, I've become very broody within the last six months. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) I know. And like, it is to do with age. I think I'm just growing up and I'm just becoming in a position in my life where I've done a lot and I've been very happy with where my career's been and where I'm going that I now feel comfortable with it and I don't feel the pressure from outside. You're Um, just feeling a bit more settled in yourself. Yeah, yeah. And like we just come out of a reality show and we're in this fun, new, exciting relationship and I didn't feel like we needed a third person in our relationship. And I don't know, I don't know if any other women feel this, but I was like, oh my God, am I going to lose him to having a kid? Like, am I going to become second best? And I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready to be second best. I don't, I mean, that's a really hard pill to swallow, like, regardless of what age you're at or what stage in your relationship you're at. I think speaking of someone who doesn't have kids, I can only comment like to a certain extent but I do Mm. feel like yes it's a huge amount of pressure and yes it it adds a lot of strain to a relationship but it it, it changes the dynamic irrevocably forever and something else does become more important like yes Mm. you're still husband and wife or yes you're still partners for life but that little bundle Mm. is is what has to be the most important thing and I do think you have to be ready for that it's not a decision you should take lightly so I think fair play to you for resisting yeah. the pressure and doing you, but also let's talk more about the fact <laughs> that you might want one. <laughs> Get in. No, I just don't know. Do you know, like you said, I wasn't ready at that point. We was in a fresh relationship and I wanted all the attention. I'm not like, I'm not going to lie about that. I, I own it. Own it. <laughs> and I like I like having the full attention from Alex because yeah. we were we are so in love and we were in a fresh relationship. And as you grow and as you get older, that dynamic does naturally change. And now I feel like our dynamic, we're quite happy to have an extra love in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird You've thing. Got I've a- never ex- yeah, go on. No, no, no. I was going to say, it's it's just you've got enough love to give and you are comfortable yeah. enough in your relationship. Like, I do think it's nice you have have had a bit of time on your own to just, like, explore mm. yourselves and travel and get your house and everything. Like, it's lovely. And I think yeah. that's... I don't I think, think you should move too fast. Good. Yeah, I agree. I think, I know, like, obviously, we always said if it ever happened um, as an accident, we'd 100%, you know, we love each other, we'd 100% have child and that would be it. But in, in personal... In a, on the personal side, I wanted to get to where I am and I felt mm-hmm. like I couldn't do that um, with a child. And I know some people do, which I'm in mm-hmm. awe of because I mm-hmm. honestly don't understand how people have <laughs> yeah. careers and have and have babies. And I think even though I am becoming broody now, um, I'm still scared of mm-hmm. letting go of my individuality and then having someone else to care for, even though I still want to be selfish for my career and things like that. So mm. it's a bit of a two-minded thing. We definitely yeah. do, but yeah. I'm still frightened of doing it. I don't know if you ever stop being frightened, you know, and like, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if you should because it's a huge thing. Mm. Like, I, I think there's, so as a woman, like I would hate to be defined just by my relationship. Mm. I would hate to everyone to be like, oh yeah, she's so and so's wife. Or do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I love being like Vicky Patterson. Like, I love being who I am. Um, mm. And I think what the risk is for someone like me or like you who has who was always like 
strive to be very independent and be successful within our own right is that we'll just have a baby and all will be known as as a mother yeah I it know. takes I away that might be it yeah it takes away a lot of i think and it can take up so much of your identity if you let it but there's so many successful women out there who are just doing it mm. all aren't there yeah and i think that's you know what that's a plus about instagram that i've kind of loved i've seen so i've followed a lot of people recently and seen a lot of mums with their babies and they're still themselves and actually i've seen yeah. it most recently in one of my best friends um she had a baby girl a few months ago um uh-huh. and i think seeing my best friend still be the person she was before her daughter has made me realize you don't, you can be yourself. You don't change. I think that was always an irrational fear. I mean, mm-hmm. she's changed, but for the better, but she's still her silly, immature self to us. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it, I thought I'd lose that maybe in having mm-hmm. a kid. And she's kind of proved to me that you, you can be yourself and still have a child. Like, don't be fearful. Oh, God. Who would have thought it? Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, where everybody comes to just reveal all of the big <laughs> news. Liv, can I be godmother? Sure. <laughs> yes! yes! No yes, one's ever you. trusted I, me before. I trust you. I feel like we're too similar. Like, it'll just be, it'll be the same. I'm just as yes. bad as you. You're just as bad as me. <laughs> oh, I feel like I may cry. No, I'm not <laughs> it is weird though like we we catch ourselves talking about it talking about baby names and yeah I just want to get obviously I've got this um presenting job in New York with second chance yeah. dresses so I need to get that sorted out the way and we'll see yeah. what happens that's it exactly just just take every day as it comes mate but that's just such amazing news yeah. you are having a bit, br- a bit of a br- a bit of a like despite everything else that's going on you guys seem Mm. to be having a pretty amazing year like just one look at your instagram live is enough to make me feel inadequate how do (laughs) you how do you do it all this is what i've been dying to ask you like are you not tired live i see i do you know what i don't i've got this weird thing i don't feel like i'm ever doing enough and I compete against myself constantly and I can't believe you've said that because it doesn't recollect with me I don't feel like I'm doing that much um my mum's always said this to me she's always like you burn the candle at both ends and you do not stop but I I don't see it I, I don't know I don't for anyone who doesn't follow Liv on Instagram, first of all, you should. She's super real, super genuine, very authentic. Um, and it's just like a nice positive page to follow. But a, but basically, like I had a quick snoop before today's podcast. <laughs> and you'd like, so she has just recently moved house. They are undertaking a massive, massive renovation of that. She's like an ambassador for a fitness app. She's got a wicked body, healthy relationship, mum to two little fur balls. She's like an <laughs> influencer. She's got this brand new presenting job. Like, Liv, you are, trust me when I say it, you are doing enough, hun. You're doing enough. <laughs> I, I know. It's like, when you say it like that, it is pretty ridiculous. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm ju- I'm just... Uh, wired that way I just like to work hard but your question are you tired yes <laughs> I'm always <laughs> tired <laughs> but you know it, it does look, I suppose it does look that way on Instagram because I often post and there's doing lots of bits and bobs and styling and things but I do have days where I do absolutely f all I just lie in my own 
own my own shit and don't do anything and like there is days like that I don't I'm not always on the go um but I think I I think I just like being busy I think it keeps my mind busy rather than if I, I think if I'm stagnant and I'm not doing anything I tend to be more anxious because I tend to have more headspace to think so I like to fill up my head with everything possible so that I can't think about anything else yeah no honestly that makes perfect sense and I can I can really relate Liv it's it's very like you could have been me speaking there I <laughs> honestly believe the devil makes work for idle hands um, and I've said this a couple of times before and if I if I allow myself um too long to stop oh my gosh did you hear my tummy there I had it was my tummy it was such a big grumble <laughs> I need my breakfast no so yeah so um uh, if I am not um, always trying to progress or keeping myself busy, and mm-hmm. um, I do think then certain dark thoughts and certain like anxieties can creep back in. So mm-hmm. I completely understand where you're coming from, um, and it's good that you do still take time from yourself. I've I've got a life coach, live right, and he said to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I honestly would recommend it to everyone. He's called Bill. We've had him on here. He's the nicest man. Um, Yeah, he recommends, and it sounds to me as though you're doing this without my advice anyway, but certain times you'll have have days and they're just number four days. So they're go, go, go. You've got like a photo shoot, you've got filming, and then you've got like an Insta Live and you've got a big event on the nighttime. It's a four day. Loads of pressure, Mm -hmm. loads of anxiety, loads of stress, really full on. And then you'll have number three days and that'll be slightly less intense, but still Mm -hmm. busy. And then you'll have number two days, which is just maybe a phone interview and a, a trip to mm. the gym and a spray tan. But then inter, intermixed with all of those days, you absolutely need to have number one days. Days mm. where you do just sit and wallow in your own filth and watch Netflix and eat Doritos and don't feel bad about it. Are you having enough number one days, Liv? I absolutely love that analogy. Oh my <laughs> God, I'm going to use this so much in my life. <laughs> I think I, I don't really have... For me, I feel like when I have a day, a one day, a day one, what way around is it? Um, one day, have, day ones, day ones, day ones. When I have a day one, <laughs> um, I just feel unaccomplished, and I know yeah. that people. I I know that it's it, it's me that has that issue that like I can't stop. Um, but so after I've had one of them days I end up feeling guilty about it and I I know I really shouldn't but I know a lot of people feel like that but um it's just something you have to practice and really try and keep and keep doing like I I just don't feel like our job is hard but to a lot of people that you know do a lot harder jobs I feel like I don't deserve that because we're so lucky to have what we have and do what we do that I, yeah, it is that. I'm like, how do I deserve to have a day off when I do styling videos or and then there's someone working twelve hour, twelve hour, fifteen hour shifts. Like, I think that I think that's what it is. And I know we shouldn't feel like that because our jobs are difficult mentally. Um, but yeah, it just maybe that's what it is. I'm gonna give myself some more day ones, one day. Absolutely. Yeah, you need you need to because it's important because it'll mean when you do have your day fours that you are working at your best. Mm. You can't pour from an empty cup, Liv. 
It's so true. <laughs> I love this. You've given me this new outlook on how I do my week. I'm so having more of those days now. I'm treating myself. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I'm having such a lovely time catching up with your petal, but um, I think maybe that's it for part one. Um, and we'll welcome you back in part two. Amazing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.